This is the Retirement Detective Podcast, where we dive into cases with Philip Mock, chartered financial analyst and certified financial planner professional, to solve common retirement and financial planning questions. Get insight into how to solve quandaries that appear on the path to and through retirement, ideas on how to approach savings and investing for retirement, and how to plan for retirement in a tax-efficient manner. Now, here's your host and lead retirement detective, Philip Mock. Hi everyone, it's Philip Mock here with the Retirement Detective Podcast. In today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about inflation, and that's a really big thing in the news right now as the Fed is evaluating whether or not to raise rates again or keep them level or perhaps even cut rates, but inflation is an important thing that any market participant needs to be aware of and keep in mind. And today I wanna specifically look at the two common inflation measures, CPI, which stands for the Consumer Price Index, and PCE, which stands for the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, and how they're different and why you need to understand both of them to make better decisions. Inflation is a touchy subject for a lot of people. If you've ever been around a more elderly person in your life, in the community, you may have heard them say, oh, well, I remember back in such and such year, a loaf of bread costs this, or a gallon of milk costs this. We all love to think about the, quote, the good old days back when some things were more or less expensive but inflation over time tends to make prices rise. Nearly every global economy over time has had some form of inflation, some certainly more than others. Too little inflation is bad, that's deflation, when inflation is actually moving the other direction and prices are falling. And too much inflation is also bad. In the United States, the Federal Reserve has targeted a average rate of inflation for us here in the United States of approximately 2% over the long run. Historically, it was a 2% hard target, but a couple of years ago, they changed their mandate slightly, the language in their mandate slightly, such that it reads that they are comfortable with an average rate of 2%, which means that they would tolerate periods of inflation with inflation higher than 2% for a little while, as long as it was future offset or prior offset with inflation below 2% for a while and vice versa, such that the long run average is approximately 2%. There's nothing particularly special about the number 2% other than For economists, it's the approximate rate where they believe that you can have a a, a gentle amount of inflation, which is high enough to keep deflation somewhat out of the picture, but not so high that inflation kind of runs away and the economy becomes too hot. Also, at 2% inflation, you can, or at least economists believe, that you can maintain a a stable level of unemployment. 
the Fed looks at inflation very carefully when it's evaluating whether or not to raise or lower interest rates. As we've talked about in some prior episodes, interest rates are a major component of evaluating fixed income, and they also go into the evaluation metrics of stocks as well. Historically, there have been two major inflation measures. There's the consumer price index and the personal consumption expenditure index. I'd like to briefly touch on some of the differences before we go into uh, why they're so important for the Federal Reserve and, and why when you hear these numbers, you need to keep in mind kind of how some of them how they're calculated differently. So let's talk about CPI first. CPI is a measure from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. PCE is a measure from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. So there's your first big difference is that you have two different governmental departments calculating these. So they're a little different, but we'll start with CPI. It's the more common of the two measures. You see it on the news more frequently so let's start there. So CPI uh, measures changes in prices that are paid by consumers for what economists call a basket of goods and services over some period of time. So a basket of goods and services would mean like, well, you pay within this basket. It's like, what does a consumer pay for a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, um, their rent, gallon of gas, etc. So it's like, if you imagine a budget for a person, what are some of the key line items that go into that budget? You maybe have fuel costs, utility costs, food, doctor appointments, and probably for a lot of people, the biggest one is their housing or, or shelter. And that could be either through a mortgage, you own your home and you're paying a mortgage, or you just flat own your home, or you're paying rent. Uh, Shelter encompasses all those pieces of all the things that go into owning or renting property. That is what the fixed basket of goods and services is. So it's basically for a, a average, quote, average American household, these are the sort of things they spend money on. And then it takes that basket of things they spend money on and tracks it over time, keeping the quantities pretty much the same over time so that you can measure what the changes in the prices are and the changes in the prices therefore are inflation. Um, so by contrast, PCE, the other measure, also measures the same thing, but it is focused a little differently. It, it's a much more broader basket, so to speak. And it also includes business expenses, which is a little different. Additionally, it also identifies substitutions. So whereas CPI over history, that basket of goods has not changed all that much. They're very intentional about more or less keeping that basket the same. PCE, on the other hand, does take into account consumers changing tastes over time and the degree to which substituting goods within that measure makes sense. PCE, like I said, includes some business expenses and so the way they obtain that information is through surveys. So they'll survey different business owners or purchasing managers and get a sense of what they're spending on various 
inputs and outputs and and these sorts of things to try to get a measure of what businesses are spending on their quote basket of goods and services much like for people so cpi does surveys too those are surveys of individuals uh, that come from the bureau of labor statistics and then they also look at pricing and retail stores and and other um, goods providers so they can track those prices so those elements are all really not that different i mean like i said pce does consider substitutions more frequently pce also does consider businesses a little more heavily than cpi so those are not dramatic differences but um when it comes to the weighting and the formula and the preference by the fed there are some key differences that i think are really important so like i mentioned before cpi is a fixed weight measure so it takes the basket of goods pretty much has kept it the same over time there have been adjustments but they're not very frequent and they calculate cpi based on these fixed weights um that are updated every few years or so i mean it's not very frequently pce does allow changes in spending patterns over time and so these are adjusted more frequently when you're looking at cpi versus pce if there's maybe a new technology or something that would dramatically change spending patterns all of a sudden by the american average household you're going to see that reflected more rapidly in pce than you will in cpi so said another way in terms of of spending weights like where am i spending my money pce is a more up-to-date measure than cpi but you also have to consider when you're looking at prior periods and saying well how has inflation changed over time over the last 10 years with cpi you are probably comparing a little more apples to apples measure of what was inflation then versus now because that basket of goods probably hasn't changed as much as it did with pce over that time the other big difference is that the weights are very different there are lots of categories of inflation and i'm definitely not going to dive into every single one here but i will hit on a few key ones so one of the biggest components of inflation for either measure is housing or sometimes it's called shelter and in cpi housing is approximately 40 percent of that measure in pce it's approximately uh just under 25 percent so there's a, a real major difference there that cpi puts a much higher weight on housing than pce does so therefore a takeaway is that when housing inflation is running rampant that's going to impact cpi more than pce another key difference between the two is medical care medical care for cpi is about eight to nine percent medical care for pce is about 22 to 23 percent so another big difference other than that um there are clearly other differences but i think those are the two biggest ones in my mind housing and medical care transportation i guess is another big one transportation has about double the weight in cpi that it does in pce but um 
in terms of major categories, that's the biggest difference. Uh, they're pretty similar in terms of how food and beverages are categorized in terms of their weights, et cetera. So that's a big difference. Now, when you're comparing the two, another thing to think about is that some of these components inside the inflation measure are somewhat volatile in their own right. If you think about something, let's say something that's maybe not very volatile at all, like a service, for instance, maybe you use a tax accountant to prepare your taxes. I'm going to guess the prices have gone up over the years, but not dramatically. It's not like double, triple each year. There are some elements of inflation that are very volatile, and the two most volatile categories typically are food and energy costs. And the reason is that they're both commodity-based. So you take energy, for instance, the cost of you filling up your car or the cost of paying for electricity at your home or apartment derives itself from commodities. So electricity is a commodity. Uh, gasoline is a commodity. Oil is a commodity. So these items are actually traded in the market and therefore that adds a level of volatility other than the fact that um, you're maybe out there buying more or less of it. That is uh, somewhat creates or removes inflation. But the fact that the markets have their own independent take on these commodities adds to that volatility too. When the Federal Reserve is evaluating their decisions for the economy and whether or not to raise rates or keep them the same or to lower rates, they tend to strip those two elements out. And so they'll look at what's called the core PCE, which is the PCE measure, but excluding food and energy, which takes out those two very volatile pieces. CPI also has a similar core measure that takes out those two volatile pieces as well. When I am looking at inflation personally, I tend to use the core PCE number um, I think it's a better reflection of what people are actually spending money on personally and just my humble opinion. You can easily check out the changes in prices and food and energy from other areas, but the inflation measures are really the best way to figure out what people are spending money on as it relates to these other areas. Kind of like to strip out those other pieces and then use PCE to just focus on these other areas that it's really the only place uh, to easily obtain that type of information. So going forward, uh, it's currently the beginning of summer 2023, and all eyes continue to be on the Federal Reserve and whether or not they're going to raise rates or lower rates or keep rates the same. And they look at a lot of different things when they're making that decision. Their process is extensive, their evaluation is extensive, but one of the key things they'll look at is inflation. And they typically look at the core PCE measure in addition to some other measures. It's not the, the only one they look at, but it's probably, quote, the main one, in my opinion. Um, the news tends to focus on CPI. I tell you this so that when you're evaluating things for yourself or with your own advisor, that you are doing an apples to apples comparison. If you hear on the news inflation is X, they're most likely saying CPI. Then you hear the Federal Reserve talk about a different number. 
and you say, gosh, where did that come from? That sounds so different. Well, first of all, it's probably PCE and it's probably core PCE, which takes out food and energy. Over time, we'll continue to see the weights in both CPI and PCE change. We have a lot over time. I think uh, the average American spends a lot more on services than they did uh, maybe 50 years ago, for instance, but they're both really core measures for an economist or, or any investor or market participant to be well-versed on and to fully understand so that you can make good decisions when you're investing for yourself or um, alongside a professional, perhaps. That's all for today. It's a quick episode on inflation here, but I'm getting this question a lot, so I just felt like it was time to mention it. Good news to report coming up. Uh, I mentioned a few episodes ago, we had some exciting news. So um, that exciting news is that our website for the podcast is in production. And so soon we will have our website up and running where you'll be able to better access show notes for each episode. And it will also have an avenue for which you can contact me to ask questions or maybe have ideas for future episodes um, comments, critiques, all of the above. So I look forward to sharing more information with you in the future about our website. Once it is complete, I will definitely be sharing all of the details on the podcast. That's all for now. We'll see you next week. Take care. This recording strictly is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only, and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of the Retirement Detective Podcast. The Retirement Detective Podcast is not affiliated with any guest or his or her business affiliates unless otherwise stated. The Retirement Detective Podcast does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein. The Retirement Detective Podcast shall not be responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions, or their use. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal. Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decisions. This podcast is not a solicitation, to purchase or sell securities or a solicitation for advisory services. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services, and nothing in this podcast should be relied upon as rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services. Philip Mock is not a detective or law enforcement officer, and any reference to such is for entertainment purposes only.